1: Let's get right to our first topic and first guest of the day, as the CEO of Wells Fargo testifies again before Congress. As the world continues to wonder about the health and future of Deutsche Bank in Germany, we're going to bring in now banker to the world, Bill Rhodes. That's a title of his worldwide bestseller, "Banker to the World: uh, Lessons from the Front Frontlines of Global Finance." So, Bill, uh, and of course, as as Pim would be quick to point out, uh, you know, you were you were the senior chairman of Citigroup. You ran Citibank more than five decades. You know of what of what you speak. Uh, you're focused right now on something that seems so old-fashioned, culture and conduct at big banks.
2: Thank you, Kathleen. It's always great to be with the two of you on here. I co-chaired a, uh, uh, a group at the uh, uh, study of the Group of 30 on culture and conduct, which was published uh, In July uh, 2015, which concentrated on need to have a positive good culture, which takes into account uh, several things. First, uh, which is number one, is any financial institution, and particularly bank, has to gain uh, the trust and confidence of the public. If you lose that, you lose everything. Uh, And we have all sorts of risks that banks have to put up with uh, and deal with market risk, operational risk, credit risk. But the most important is reputational risk, because once you lose your reputation, it's very difficult to get back, and it certainly uh, damages uh, an institution. Uh, Along with that, uh, a financial institution, again, particularly a bank and a retail bank, has got to make sure it always puts uh, the well-being of its customers first. And if that's ever put into question, then the brand uh, of the institution and the institution itself has real problems. And I think that's the challenge now for the management and the board of uh, of Wells Fargo. Uh, And things like uh, uh, embedding a culture uh, within an institution uh, is key. And not only to embed this culture there, but to monitor it on a regular basis and also to take action if, if it's seen that people are not living up to that culture.
3: We're going to have much more with uh, Bill Rhodes. He is banker to the world. He's going to give us his insight into Deutsche Bank. That's coming up. Uh, Wells Fargo shares right now down just a little bit less than 2%, down $0.77, $44.53 for WFC. This is Bloomberg. This is Taking Stock. I'm Pim Fox, my co host Kathleen <clears throat> Hayes. The shares of Wells Fargo have dropped a little bit more than 13% since the beginning of September. And the shares now trade at uh, 44 48 Our guest is Bill Rhodes. He is president and chief executive officer of William R. Rhodes Global Advisors. Uh, his book, which I believe is doing the rounds in Congress, is called Banker to the World, Leadership Lessons from the Front Lines of Global Finance. Bill Rhodes, Wells Fargo. Uh, should they have read your book?
2: Well, I think... Uh uh, they would do well to read the report of the Group of 30 that came out in July 2015 where we, uh, where we went into the subject at some depth of culture and conduct. In fact, the, the title of the, of the study was Culture and Conduct. And what's clear is in order to protect the brand and uh, the reputation, and reputation is, is everything in a financial institution, uh, you must uh, put your customer first, gain uh, the trust of the public, uh, and then uh, you must embed your culture, I started to say earlier, within the institution. You must monitor it on a regular basis. And when you see that uh, it's not being complied with, then you must take action rapidly. And that action starts with compensation. But if that's not sufficient, and the uh, the misdeed, What do you mean comp-
3: compensation? Clawbacks?
2: Not only clawbacks. Uh, you know, reducing the compensation of somebody as well as clawbacks. And the other thing, which is, uh, I think, uh, most important uh, here is at the end of the day, if that's not sufficient, then dismissal has to be right on uh, the table there. Uh, because if this is not, then the tendency oftentimes of uh, of staff, employees, is to not take it seriously. But the truth is this needs to start at the top. The tone at the top is really what's key for culture in any financial institution. And that means the board and the CEO, through middle management, right down to the teller, uh, because those at the lower levels look to the top. And if they do not see this being actively uh, worked on, utilized, propagated, then you can't expect them to do what they, they should be doing. And so I think this is, this is key uh, and we've seen case after case where there have been problems in financial institutions over the last uh, decade uh, that this has come up uh, in, uh, you know, in whatever inquiry is mm-hmm. uh, is being made. Uh, and there are all types, as I said earlier, of risk management, uh, different types of it. Uh, but the most important uh, is reputational risk, your brand. And I think that's where uh, Wells Uh, needs and and will be working on uh, going forward. And the the last thing I would say is you must have a very strong compliance function. Uh, The compliance function is supposed to be looking to see that your culture is being adhered to uh, from the very top to the bottom. And uh, the person in charge of compliance should have a direct line to the CEO and to the board independently so that if he or she sees that something's being done wrong, uh, it surfaced very rapidly. The other thing uh, that I think uh, is uh, is very, very important is you must have an active whistleblowing program that is taken very seriously by management. So if somebody at whatever level sees something being done wrong, they will mention it and feel free not to be taken advantage of if they do mention it. And, and that is really for the protection of the institution. And a, an institution with a positive culture Uh, is not only important for all the reasons I said, but also it's important for your bottom line. Because if you have a positive culture that's adhered to, customers believe in you and will want to do business with you, and it'll reflect in your bottom line.
1: Uh, just have time for one more question, Bill, and I want to just bring in Deutsche Bank because the seems the, the, the moral of the story with, with Deutsche is that uh, it has a lot to do with European banks never really being forced to recapitalize and no, no coherent central authority in, in uh, the euro area.
2: Well, as I've mentioned for several years on this program, the European banks were very slow uh, to uh, raise capital, uh, cut costs, uh, and to get rid of areas on their, their businesses which were not core uh, part of, uh, of their businesses and to write off bad loans. Uh, here in the United States, the, the financial institutions, the banks, started to do that in 2009 uh, before the end or at the time of the end of the Great Recession. And uh, this was not done in Europe. And the regulators in Europe, uh, frankly, fumbled the ball here. And it was only uh, with the implementation of, of the regulatory side of the banking union several years ago that you got uh, strict regulatory uh, oversight. And so I think one of the problems that you've seen in countries like Portugal, uh, Italy, uh, very much now in the case of Germany, you know, Deutsche, Commerce, et cetera, is that they're being forced to take these actions uh, very, very rapidly. And uh, uh, it's important that this be done Uh, as rationally as possible because uh, some of the institutions that we're talking about are major institutions in the world financial markets, and they are key.
1: All right. Bill Rhodes, thank you so much. And remember, this is a man with more than five decades leading top leadership positions at Citibank, at Citigroup, and he's a banker to the world. That's the title of his book. Lessons from the front lines of global finance. We thank Bill Rhodes for joining us today. I'm Kathleen Hayes, along with Pim Fox, and this is Bloomberg.
0: Do you love Elon Musk? Do you hate Elon Musk? Do you have no idea what to think about Elon Musk? Then we have just a show for you. He's become even more larger than life. Buying Twitter doesn't get us closer to Mars.
1: They are, like, really close to the
3: edge of, like, Everything falling apart. Like, oh, Elon, I volunteer, put a chip in my brain.
0: Each week on this podcast, we'll break down, analyze, and debate the most important stories on Musk and his empire.
1: It's all one big universe. You just work for Elon Inc.
0: From Bloomberg Business Week, this is Elon Inc. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.